Brand You Magazine and Podcast exists to inspire, motivate and invigorate women to step into their businesses as truly themselves. Full of real life stories, practical solutions and inspirational ideas from fellow entrepreneurs, each issue has a different theme that showcases the many values, beliefs and morals that women build their businesses around today. So, be your business and brand you. Welcome to the brave issue of Brand You magazine. We are celebrating courageous women from all walks of life who have bravely taken life's challenges and difficulties, trials and tribulations, and used them to boldly step up, stand out, and claim their space. Kaya Watt is First Nations loud and proud. She's firmly grounded by her passion for art, family, and culture, and believes it's her obligation to keep fighting against Australia's detrimental systems and discriminatory policies that are designed to keep Aboriginal people in cycles of disadvantage. Kaya, you wear many, many hats in your day-to-day life. Could you list some of those for our audience? I am a single mama first, and then I also run a business, and then I volunteer and do some other cool stuff within my community. And then I also am a founding member of Trading Black, which is a kind of new development fighting to stop cultural exploitation. So you started Trading Black as an initiative to help end cultural exploitation, especially within art. Tell us about how it came about and why it's so important to you. We're really lucky as Aboriginal business owners online through our social media. We have like a really tight-knit community and we all help and support each other. And we all would have yarns. Like I personally had a really bad experience and I reached out to other Black business owners and we all kind of found that it's such an issue and there's such a gap that isn't being filled and Jareen Bajant, um, who I talked to and shared my story to mainly, she had a, a huge network and we just started this group, just like a, a private group, like messenger chat. And from there, Trading Black grew and was founded. Now it's just kind of really blown up and making a huge impact. The From a graphic designer's point of view, the brand is so bold and so edgy and modern and appeals to such a wide audience yet it has very very strong links to traditional indigenous art as well in your own world how do you traverse that cross-section between new and old contemporary and traditional in your own art obviously with the graphic design and all that's all contemporary painted physically when I am doing painting that holds traditional knowledge and kind of sacred stories I am very transparent with that I actually only I don't paint that much I am now doing jewelry and stuff I've only done a limited original artworks and they're all based around creation stories so they do hold traditional stories contemporary art I don't really do too much I do more jewelry based stuff whereas when I am actually painting it is quite traditional and holds lots of like sacred um storytelling and it's such a great space you've built up on Instagram there like it's such an engaged audience and it's such a fun yet really you have a 
amazing platform to actually address some of the more serious issues as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's the great thing is all of us as Aboriginal entrepreneurs, we're all kind of come from different avenues and we're located in different sections of Australia. So we do have lots of different perspectives and cover kind of broad issues and it's all from community. Like we're in our communities and we are raising these issues that we face and I think because there was such a gap it just grew like I think yeah now we've just reached over 50,000 followers which is like massive and we've partnered with Facebook and now have our online shop so it's it has been really positive and amazing. You can really tell on that space that there's just such a cool coming together of all these different people and it's such a positive space as well that you guys have created and even just on your site, like it's beautiful just going on there. So you're actively vocal on the real issues affecting First Nations people. Everything from domestic violence and cultural appropriation to political issues and conviction rates and ages. One of the things that hit really close to home, and I imagine a, a really wide range of Australians yeah. have opinions on this as well, but it was something you were very vocal on which was Australia Day. In an ideal world, what would you like to see happen to this day? I feel like changing the date, it can seem as such a surface level kind of achievement, whereas I want to see systemic change. I want to see government policies be removed. And I I want a real commitment to just the governance and, and the policies in place that put us at a disadvantage that are still oppressing us as First Nation people. So like you said, I am very vocal about many, many kind of issues impacting us and that is kind of one issue and it and it's kind of a movement why I stand so heavily behind is because it comes down to the first of our ancestors who were fighting and and we're continuing on with that fire and trying to make change in a holistic way, not just one kind of instance. We want a holistic change within the whole society and the Australian system. And that's the thing. I feel like so often it's just kind of wheeled out as that token argument each year where it's like, no, actually there's a lot of other things going on that, need to be part of that bigger conversation yeah and I feel like it's very detrimental when people try and use other issues impacting us as first nation peoples to take from other issues it's like we should be able to talk about every single issue without another one saying taking from that and saying oh you you shouldn't be focusing on that because this is happening it's like we want the space to be able to talk about every single issue without it being cancelled or argued that we're we're taking up you know, from a different issue because we're out here fighting for all issues and systemic change. Reconciliation has become like the hot word in recent years. And yeah, could you give our audience a little bit of an idea of what your hopes are for reconciliation in Australia in the near future? Yeah, us to be in leadership positions, Black perspectives to be incorporated into the whole system down to the curriculums I want my children to grow up whereas I didn't feeling like my culture mattered and you know I learned Italian when I was growing up I want my children to be able to go to school and feel proud of themselves and know that their languages are being celebrated and learned and NAIDOC Reconciliation Week is all incorporated into the curriculum but also within every system, you know, within every system, even the politics, I want Aboriginal people to have 
their own political party. I want us to be able to lead in so many different avenues so that we can make real change and that our voices are heard. I have to admit, when I moved from New Zealand, it was a huge shock about the issues that were affecting Indigenous in Australia and how it was treated in the media. In New Zealand, it's very, very different how Maori culture is treated versus Indigenous and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture here in Australia. It was shocking. Like, it really was. I've heard that. It is so shocking. And even the African population that come here to Australia, they're so shocked at how First Nations people, how we're treated and how our voices are always, you know, watered down and we're not allowed to lead and our voices are always trying to be navigated and narratives are trying to be pushed instead of letting us lead. And I feel like a lot of people are starting to recognise that, which is great. I feel like everyone should go and visit a community and actually get off their high horses and stop talking from like, you know, 2000 Ks away and actually really experience what it's like. It's people trying to do the best for people. (laughs) You are a really positive role model for an upcoming generation. But the thing that honestly blew my mind, possibly the most out of all your amazing achievements, like speaking at awards and all of these things you're a toy on play school. I was a play school kid. And I remember growing up in New Zealand with the, the Maori girl that was represented on play school. It was very stereotypical. It was, you wouldn't do it these days. When I saw Kaya, your character on play school, it made me so happy. Can you tell us how it came about? Because I'm really like quite fascinated by this. It's so shocking to me still and it was just a very casual process just there was the Indigenous unit play school and I did the artwork and just through collaboration email and stuff like that it was just like yeah I'll just do the art for this doll and then when they actually released her and you know they asked a few questions about my culture and they wanted to to be about representing cultural identity because they already had that toy the aboriginal doll i think his name's jack but they really wanted to represent that we all have our own cultural identities so i only think when they actually released the doll and i started getting hundreds of like radio interviews and phone calls the impact yeah it hit me too i was like what the hell like you know when you're doing it you just it's just like okay I'm just doing some art like this is really cool and then after she was released I got a lot of opportunities I went over to play school and it was so nice they're like here's Kaya here's your mum and I went I I got to go on set it was just really really surreal all of it (laughs) and she's so cute I love her. I hope there's like definitely more to come. The positive feedback from community and children. And I have twin sons who like obviously think, oh, you know, dolls aren't cool, but they were like so proud. And that really meant so much to me as well. Just knowing that children were having that perspective and learning that from such a young age. I think that the next generation is going to grow up more information. The more we have these conversations, the more the next generation becomes inspired to ask new questions. And just that pride, that pride being installed into young black kids and babies, just knowing that the whole of Australia loves you. We appreciate our culture and just understanding the importance of learning 
our own significant culture and our cultural identities in our communities. It's huge. And not only the Kaya doll, but play school's commitment to bringing in Black perspectives, like they are doing so many specials and they're really committed to incorporating Black perspectives into their show. So they understand the platform they have. And I'm so proud to have been able to work with them. You know, people seeing that it's not just a bandwagon to jump on, it is, especially in this issue, I've had so many conversations around diversity, inclusivity, yeah. you know, accessibility, all of these things. Yeah. They've become words that are actually part yeah. of our everyday lives now versus them becoming something that wasn't talked about. Nobody knew about it and refused yeah. to educate themselves. These days, people, just by having those questions buzzing around, there's so much more awareness around these these yeah. topics and the fact that our next generation hopefully grows up questioning everything, that makes me proud. I know, that just makes me so, so excited. You grew up on your traditional country, but you learned from your elders about your culture and your stories. Do you have a particular story or memory that has influenced you quite strongly in your life? Definitely. It's kind of there's a sacred story that my nan and family taught me and it's actually my logo, which is the dolphin, the Quilina. And because it is sacred, I don't share it, but it's something I hold so close to my heart. My nan's no longer here, but through my logo, I always want to represent her. I am so lucky that I grew up on my country and in my communities. Everything about my brand and business represents that. Having a strong symbolism and a really strongly grounded why, you can't go wrong. Every time I'm lucky enough to win an award and I see that logo up there, it's just like my reminder. It's definitely really special to have that dolphin. And I also have the dolphin in my earring range as well. Now, as a proud Aboriginal woman, what would you say is your biggest driver to keep you going from day to day? Knowing that from my learned experience, the importance of me being a leader and not giving up so that others are inspired, other Black children are inspired and see that it can happen. Black leadership is possible and it's really important to be vocal and just just feel empowered to be vocal. So that's definitely what drives me. And like I have three proud Manang children myself, so I want them to always see me reaching for my full potential and, and demanding respect and honour of my culture. This year's NAIDOC theme is Healing Country. What does this year's theme mean to you? I guess in my community, my family has a lot of sacred places that we need to be protected. So it can't just be a tokenistic heal country, let's heal country. It's about people in positions of power learning about the sacred places that need to be protected and honouring what it means to heal country. You know, mining companies are blowing up sacred places all over Australia. So it's really asking for that commitment from people in these positions of power to be able to make change, engage with Aboriginal communities and elders and make sure that these sacred places are being protected and the work that's being done by communities is acknowledged. Like that's what I feel like for me, how I feel, what it represents. We have a beautiful spot up here in Cairns that a lot of people argue about that, you know, oh, you know, we should all be able to have access. But when you actually learn about the importance, it all comes back to education it all comes back to understanding why. 
when my nans goes to these sacred swamps and tells them why she wants it protected, people want to help her because they just, they did not have that understanding. So that's what it comes down to. I've been to some of these locations before and some of these communities and the important places there as well. You can just feel that spiritual connection, even as a complete and utter outsider, no matter how many millions of dollars they go on about, you know, what they can do with this land and all those sorts of things. The thought of breaking something so intrinsical to the land and to the people, like, Fuck off with your millions of dollars. Like, no. And the history that we all want it to be everyone's history, you know, Aboriginal culture, our stories, we want it to be a shared history. So when these, like, sacred places are destroyed, so are the story and creation lines that have been there for over 60,000 years. What does brave mean to you? I guess being your authentic self no matter how uncomfortable others make you feel about it and just standing true in who you are as a person no matter white or black just be authentic to your belief system that's the bravest thing you can do because in this society you know we're raised a certain way or we're taught to you know follow the pack and do that this and that to succeed but Being authentic is just the best way to live, that's what I believe, is braveness. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to see more, subscribe to Brand New Magazine over at www.brandnewmagazine.com.au. Every three months you will receive the new issue direct to your inbox, full of gorgeous design, freebies and discounts, and interactive links that will allow you to connect with our contributors. And check out our Instagram for more inspiration to be your business and brand you.